just wanted to start off this video by saying how happy, how happy I am for Trey Young. Maybe I'll send him some flowers. Maybe write him a card. Maybe. And just. Yay, Trey Young. All right, guys, five game slate. Um, real quick, though, let's go over my lineup here from tonight. And let me just tell you something right now. With most nights, as you know, 95% of slates, I'm incredible pain. Uh, I swapped off the nuts to no one's surprise. Uh, if you watch these YouTube videos, you know I make a late swap. It's the, it's the wrong one. But here is the thing. The, the Kings, bro. So, okay, this is what I, I had Tyus Jones and Damian Jones um, instead of Maladon and Wiggins. And then, so we get news, Alexon's ruled out. And then 30 minutes later, he's in. I'm just like, how is that possible? So, I pivoted off Damian Jones because I was worried about his Mets with Alex Lund back. Damian Jones went for 52 fantasy points. And I swapped from Tyus to Maladon once we got the Thunder trade man news. But here, here's the thing, honestly. I, I'm in incredible pain because I would have 344. I'd be taking down my contest, uh, winning like three grand total. So as you know, right, never, ever have I ever made a correct pivot. Never. It always goes wrong. But I, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself. I will, I will continue to make that pivot. I think I made the correct play, even though it didn't work out, right? When we got the Alex Len ruled in news, obviously Damian Jones' mitts were way more in question. And then once Trey Mann got ruled out, we knew Maladon was going to play a huge minutes. So, sure, Tyus Jones and Damian Jones going absolutely off is, you know, like someone putting a knife in my chest and twisting it. It, it hurts really, really, really bad. Uh, and that, you know, uh, takedown that I would have had. But, again, you know, never make the correct pivot. If I'm going to be honest, though, I'll make that pivot again. Right? I think it was the correct play. Uh, just... Just all pain. All pain like it usually is. But yeah, I had a core of Kevin Porter Jr. who's extremely low owned. Only 27%. Absolute must if you wanted to win big money tonight was Kevin Porter Jr. A core was Kevin Porter Jr., Davion Mitchell, uh, KJ Martin. Shoot Bruno Fernando to the... Like, shoot him to the moon. We're really playing Bruno Fernando? The reason I was playing KJ Martin, obviously, was I thought I was going to get that backup five run. Dust off Bruno Fernando. And then Theo Maladon. So that was my core. Again, it was looking like it would be a really solid night for, for a lot of members. Patrick, congrats. I saw you were in second. Um, but it looks like you're going to have, uh, you said, your biggest night uh, of the season on, on, in the Discord. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. But, um, yeah, I am in, I'm in pain from that, from that play. Again, though, I think it was the correct move, knowing the circumstances. I just, if Alex Len just sits out, I'm taken down. It hurts, and it hurts really bad. The reason, like, I liked my build so much because I had the Tyus Jones, Ajante Murray pairing, right? And I, I loved, I was hammering home, stacking the Sacramento and Houston game. Uh, so it's all pain once again. And now, you know, min cash probably, maybe. Uh, it's just an average night, but it could have been a massive night. So 
that is it for the luck back guys once again we're all really happy for trey young um who had more points in the first quarter tonight tonight than when i played him lastly at extremely low ownership and they scored 132 points he had more points in the first quarter all right so let's move on to this five game slate guys i'm ready to move on uh and and talk about this one so philadelphia and detroit's the first game obviously this game does have a little bit of blood risk on the philadelphia side both Embiid and harden have a massive ceiling of the game to stay competitive i will say detroit's been playing better of late um but Embiid, he's playing huge man he played 39 minutes last game i mentioned that that you know that game was such a big game that i thought you know the both stars minutes would get ramped up and they did we saw 39 minutes from Embiid. i think we saw close to 40 from Giannis. but um, it's smash matchup here, right? Stewart or Olenek or whoever they're trying to throw on him and beat should build a feast. So I think he looks really good here. And Harden, a little bit of a lower floor, but uh, does have a ceiling. So the main two guys here, Philadelphia, look good. I think Bede uh, looks a little bit safer. Tobias just randomly went off. Um, good for him. Almost a triple-double. I don't know where that came from. Obviously, he can still have a ceiling. He's knocking down his shots, but... Don't expect 50 again from Tobias. So him and Maxi are both secondary plays for me. Like, they're going to play big minutes, but they're going to defer offensively to both Harden and Embiid. The rest of Philadelphia, I don't know if I can stomach it in a five-game slate. Niang probably sees 15 or so minutes. DeAndre Jordan will play that backup five. I don't think it's necessary to play him, though, in the slate. Thibel, good defender, probably low 20s minutes. Again, I don't think we have to go there. The dust of Danny Green will be in the rotation. It is Danny Green, though, so, like, I don't think I can go to him either. Shake Milton might play like mid-teens minutes. Again, I just don't think I can get to any Philadelphia value. Now, on Detroit side, a little bit of a different story here. So, uh, no Grant, no Diallo, possibly no Corey Joseph. We'll keep an eye on that. If Corey Joseph misses, I would guess either Killing Hayes or Frank Jackson move in the starting lineup. So, we'll monitor that one. But Kate Cunningham, 8.7K. I don't mind him as a contrarian play. Um, you know, went for 48 fancy points last game. That's Brooklyn. A little bit of a tougher spot here, but... For tournaments, I think it's fine. He does have a shooting guard, small forward eligibility, which is nice. Don't know if I can get to, like, Sadiq Bay or Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley is massive chalk. I told you, right? Chalk Marvin Bagley. It always goes so well for everyone. But um, those two, it's, it's tough to get to either. Stewart, I mean, he does have a ceiling, but he's going up against Embiid and very prone to foul trouble. So, like, I'm pretty worried about Stewart here. Um, I do think Killing Hayes is a solid value. Like, if if they get blown out, he's probably playing in the blowout. In a competitive game, he's probably closing, too. So there's not a lot of risk of Killing Hayes. Plus, he's cheap. And he's gone for 30-plus now in three of the last four. So I think Killing Hayes is a pretty solid value play. I will mention Kelly Olenek is kind of a sneaky value. So if Isaiah Stewart gets in foul trouble, it's probably Kelly Olenek coming in. And there's a decent chance Stewart does get in foul trouble. Olenek does have power forward eligibility, which is nice. And he'll be productive when he's on the court. So I'm intrigued by Kelly Olenek and only 3.5K for value as a contrarian play. Corey Joseph, he plays, sure. If he misses, though, then uh, either Frank Jackson or Killen Hayes would start. Both are probably getting a little bit of a minutes bump. Frank Jackson probably getting the biggest minutes bump. He's been hovering around 15 minutes, so... He could be a potential value there if Corey Joseph plays. Whatever Braxton Key is, that's not a real person. He's been in the rotation, though, and been playing about 15 minutes. If the game blows out, he probably plays a little bit more as well. Milwaukee-Brooklyn. So this should be a great game. Um, rematch there with the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, big game here for the East. Uh, I think Giannis looks great 11-8. He played 38 minutes. I think we get close to that again. You're in a big game. Uh, for seeding purposes. So I really like Giannis. I think he should be able to feast against this Nets defense. Drew and Milton are both fine. Neither priorities, though. I don't think I can get to Bobby Portis off the bench. Um, the Mets have been ticking down at him. 
Uh, Brooke Lopez at 3-9 feels a little bit too cheap to me. 29 minutes last game. Like, I think he plays close to 30 in a competitive game. So, I think Lopez, pretty safe play. Not a guy that has a super high ceiling. Every once in a while, we get that game where he has, like, four or five blocks. But, yeah, I think Porter, or I think um, Lopez, I mean, is a, is a pretty good value. Um, Grayson Allen, they moved to the bench last game. Uh, still saw 24 minutes. I think mid-20s minutes. Makes him playable. Uh, does have a ceiling, like, three games ago. We, we know that ceiling is there. But, again, he does have to hit shots to get value. Uh, Wesley Matthews started. It's Wes Matthews. Matthews. Ugh. It's Wes Matthews, though, so I don't know if I can pull the trigger there. Pat Connaughton will probably be in the rotation. Um, I guess he's fine in, like, around 20 minutes. All right, on the Brooklyn side. So both KD Kyrie in play. KD has a little bit of a higher floor, in my opinion. Uh, Bulls should play about 40 minutes in competitive game. This is a big game for the Nets, so I think they, they play huge minutes. Um, again, Kyrie, lower floor, does have the ceiling though, right? He can break a slate. So both the main Nets guys are in play. I think KD is much safer than Kyrie. And then Drummond, I will mention, the minutes have been ticking up at him. 31 and 28 over the last couple games. I'm not sure if this is going to continue, but um, if it does, he is underpriced at 6K. So I like Drummond if we get similar minutes the last couple games. I will mention though, there's no guarantee of that. So you do have to factor that in with Drummond. Um, Aldridge has not been playing yet. They've been going to uh, Claxton for what it's worth as the backup five. Um, Claxton at 4-1. Don't think we have to go there in this slate. As far as like this grouping of like Bruce Brown, Curry, and Drogic, I think my favorite probably is Drogic. Just this will do some ball handling. Probably play 25 plus minutes. So I think Drogic my favorite of that like grouping of Brown, Curry, and Drogic. And I don't think I get to anyone else on the Nets. Cleveland and Atlanta. So Darius Garland, 10-1. Good matchup here. Um, should play big minutes. I don't love the price point, but um, again, he's not to do everything for the team. So I think he's a decent contrarian play. Marking it at 6'4", we probably see low to mid 30 minutes from him, more of a secondary option. Kevin Love at 5'9", surprisingly didn't start. They just don't want to start him. Also, uh, you know, the minutes have been a little bit shaky on him recently. Um, he does have a ceiling, uh, but also, you know, the minutes are not, so he could probably, he could play like 20 minutes and I wouldn't be surprised. So I think Love's a good tournament play on this one. Karis LeVert, we finally saw a big game from him playing alongside Garland. That was good to see. He also saw 38 minutes. Now, we do have to, you know, again, we're not going to get 46 in, most likely from LeVert. It's so probably an outlier game from him. But I do think he's a pretty safe play, assuming he's going to continue to play mid-30s minutes. So LeVert, pretty safe option, in my opinion. Okoro, I mean, he'll play big minutes. It's Isaac Okoro, though. So, like, it's going to feel gross if you play him. It's not going to feel good. And then Moses Brown um, played 21 minutes. I thought 15 to 20 when people asked him about his minutes on Patreon. So 21, again, I wasn't expecting huge minutes. He's not a bad point for minute guy. So if he starts again, sure, you can use him. I don't expect huge minutes. But if we get around 20 minutes again for him, then yeah, I think he's a decent value play in the slate. On the Atlanta side, so Trey Young, again, we are all super, super happy for him. Like I said, low ownership. I play him here. 14 points when they score 132. I fade. He has 30 at halftime. And again, this is just not, this is not a one-night thing. This has been all year with Trey Young. Never, never, never have I gotten the good game. Every game I get, can't hit a shot. And when I do fade, like clockwork, he smashes. So uh, Trey, at this price point, I think is a decent GPP play. Um, Capella, I think probably your safest bet. He did get in a little bit of foul trouble last game, only played 20 minutes, plus the blowout, but... I think he would probably uh, go back to around 30 minutes, which makes him a decent play in the mid-range. But Donovich off the bench has been playing pretty well. Minutes in a competitive game, we should see around 30. So I do think he's actually a solid option there off the bench. 
Um, Gallinari's been missed last couple games. We'll keep an eye on if he plays in this game. If he doesn't, then like more minutes for Herder, Hunter. Both are kind of just like neutral plays for me. I would expect around 30 minutes from each. Um, they're kind of just there. TLC's minutes went down with a Hunter playing. He went back down to 23, but he is only 3.1K, so sure he's playable. DeLon Wright's minutes also went down as well a bit um, with uh, Hunter playing the last one. Okongu's only 3.4K. He's going to play the backup five again. He got extended last game because the blowout plus he'll compel foul trouble. More often than not, he's going to play like 18 or so minutes, which makes him playable on a small slate at only 3.4K. So do some interesting Okongu. We'll see what other value opens up. Clippers and Bulls. So how about Ty Lue? Yeah, his quote, there is no way Paul George is over playing over 30 minutes in his first game back. No way. Not under my watch. 31 minutes for Paul George. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? We'll keep an eye on the minutes limit, but whatever Ty Lue says it is, bump them up like five minutes. So, uh, yeah, like the upset on Paul George. We'll see about the minutes. Reggie Jackson. How about that quote? He's going to be capped to 32 minutes the rest of the season. 37 minutes. Uh, Hartenstein and Zubach will split the seven minutes. Hartenstein played a little bit more last game. Um, both are fair options. Um, you know, if everyone's going to play Hartenstein, I think Zubach would be a decent GPP pivot. I know the minutes have been a little bit riskier on Zubach, but he still has a ceiling. So both the centers playable um, with Zubach and Hartenstein. I do think Hartenstein gets a lot more ownership. The rest of the Clippers is hard with Paul George back to feel good about anyone. And, and the rotation, I just don't know what's going to happen. So, like, you know, this grouping of, like, uh, the closing lineup is going to be one of the centers, Paul George and Reggie Jackson. That I know. The other two guys, good luck trying to figure it out. So this grouping of Mann and Morris and Covington and Kennard and Batum, two of those five are going to be in the closing lineup with a big Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Don't know which 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 it is. So they all look very similar to me. Um, I don't have any strong takes here. You know, I would be lying to you if I was like, oh my gosh, I really like Robert Covington at 4-2. No, I'm just, I would be lying if I said that. So that grouping of guys, if you want to take a shot at one of them, sure. I don't know who's going to close. I think they're gonna, it's going to be a hot hand situation there for the Clippers. On the bull side, a little bit easier to talk about. They run a tight rotation. We know what the minutes are going to be. Um, do like one of the few coaches I like, Billy Donovan, right? Good coach. More coaches need to run rotations like him. Billy Donovan, we like Billy Donovan. Um, DeRozan, Vooch, Levine. In a competitive game, all three should play 35 plus minutes. DeRozan has been the most consistent this year. Um, went for 50 last game, 50 plus last couple games. Vucevic, you know, kind of up, kind of down. He had a big game last game, though. And Levine's been struggling a little bit of late, so I do think he'll be the lowest owner of the bunch. Also, again, been dealing with knee soreness, but um, I think for, for tournaments, he, he is an appealing play because the ceiling is still there. And with the with the, the main three here for the Bulls, as I always say, it's hard to try to figure out who's going to have the big game on a night-to-night basis. So, like, for example, on this slate tomorrow, if everyone's going to play DeMar DeRozan or, like, a good chunk of the field's going to play DeMar DeRozan, I'm going to play Zach Levine in tournaments. Sure, Zach Levine is less likely to succeed, but if like if everyone's going to be on DeRozan, I'm just going to go to Levine at a fraction of the ownership. So um, that's just kind of my take on the Bulls. If I'm going to play one of the big three, I'm probably going to go to whoever I think is the lowest owned. As far as the rest of the Bulls go, Caruso's at 5K. He should play around 30 minutes. I think he's a fair play, uh, but probably not necessary in the slate. 
Kobe White uh, minutes are kind of all over the place. I think he's playable in tournaments, but obviously a high-risk play. Iowa 4 ones, but starting should see around 30 minutes. Um, again, it's just kind of fine. So the, the secondary guards, Caruso, Kobe White, and Io just look okay. And then the wings, like Javante Green, Patrick Williams, don't know if they can get to either. They've really been taking it easy on Patrick Williams' minutes. I guess he did play 25 last game. So... If you think he plays 25 again, you can go to him, but it's not something I feel great about. And then Tristan Thompson is playing the backup five. Like he's going to play somewhere around 12 to 15 minutes, most likely. I think it's playable on a small slate. I do think the upside uh, is a little bit higher in Okongu, though, if you're looking to like a backup center play on a small slate. I think the upside is a little bit higher in a guy like Okongu. And finally, Lakers, Jazz, late night hammer. It had to be this one. It had to be this one. Two hours after lock, LeBron out, Davis doubtful, winning Gabriel questionable. The Lakers ran a 13-man rotation last game. I mean, I have a hard time seeing the Lakers keep this game competitive. I know Utah's been struggling a little bit of late, but the Lakers are awful. They are awful. So Westbrook. In play for tournaments at this price point, though, he's riskier than some other Lakers because uh, he's a guy that, you know, he needs the minutes to be there at this price point. I do think Monk is still playable at 5-5. Um, you know, he had a really good game last game. They need scoring, and Monk's going to be, you know, one of their main scorers. So I still have some interest in Monk. Like, I think he can put up a serviceable score to blow out. So um, still some interest in him. Melo, well, he barely played last game. Uh, but we've seen other games with the Browns out where he plays like over 30 minutes. So... We'll see what Frank Vogel does. If the game stays competitive, they're probably going to keep a tight rotation. Um, if they get absolutely destroyed, you're probably going to see a similar, similar situation to last game where they just empty the bench. So, you know, Westbrook, Monk, and Mello should kind of lead this offense, all three in play for tournaments. Uh, Dwight Howard, so this is a game I could see him playing more, right? You know, we talked about a lot how worried about the minutes with Dallas. He got abused in the pick and roll. Well, now you get a traditional center out there at all times with Rudy Gobert and with Greg Monroe. And again, the Jazz said they want to play a traditional center out there at all times. So with that being said, especially if Wenning Gabriel is out, they don't really have any other bigs. So like, I would be much more confident Dwight on a slate like this uh, than the previous slate. Talonhorn Tucker, again, I played him a low ownership, three fouls in five minutes, but um, he's a guy in a competitive game, probably sees 20 to 25 minutes. If the game blows out, maybe a little bit more. Um, and there's a good chance this game does blow out. So, like, he's a guy that like, you could play for the blowout and look to THT. Stanley Johnson, also relatively safe. Uh, he should be in the main rotation. He probably starts. And he also played in the blowout. So, um, I think he's a pretty safe play. It's going to be interesting to see what the ownership is, though, because he was pretty popular last slate. The reason he crushed was because of the blowout, right? The first quarter, quarter and a half, I think Stanley Johnson had two fancy points. So it's interesting to see what the ownership, right? Is if if a lot of the field plays Stanley Johnson tomorrow, I'm okay fading. Even though I do think he's pretty safe because he'll play in a competitive game and he'll play in the blowout most likely. Austin Reeves, another one of those guys that probably plays uh, you know, in a competitive game or even a blowout. He's playable at 3-7. They dust off Augustine. He was in the rotation. They dusted off Trevor Ariza and played him. Bazemore got minutes. Avery Bradley got minutes. So, like, this is just going to be a mess. Um, and it, like I said, I think if the game stays competitive, they'll run a tighter rotation. If they're down by 30, 
you're seeing Bazemore in the game. You're seeing a reason in the game. You're seeing just the end of the bench in the game. So we'll see how they do the starting lineup. But yeah, it's going to be a headache uh, with the Lakers. On the Jazz side, a little bit more simple. So in a competitive game, the main guys all look good. Mitchell, Gobert, Clarkson, Conley all have a ceiling if Badanovich is out. Badanovich house both questionable. Um, it's a phenomenal matchup. The question is, can the Lakers keep it close? So I like all the main guys, but again, you have to factor in. There's a decent chance this game blows out. Um, now, Whiteside is still out. So in a game that has potential to blow out, we have a, the dust, but also a good point per minute guy in Greg Monroe that I'm a little bit intrigued by at 3.5K. Reason being is, you know, he's going to be in the rotation, probably play 12 to 15 minutes in competitive game. If the game blows out and he gets a lot of that garbage time run, he, he can have a good game. So, like, I, I think Monroe's kind of a sneaky value. Um, Hernan Gomez been starting uh, last few games with Donovich and House out. If they're both out again, sure, you can look to Hernan Gomez. Him and Rudy Gay both probably see around 20 minutes or so. Um, Gay saw 16. Hernan Gomez saw a little more 28 last game. Um, but yeah, that is going to do it for the jazz and that's going to wrap it up for the video as well, guys. So again, if you enjoy the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the notification bell it really does help me out. Uh, and make sure to check out the win or tilt show tomorrow, guys. We'll be going over some, some prize picks plays, doing some giveaways. If we do hit coffee giveaways for uh, roast umber. So, uh, thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night and I'll see you all in the next video.